Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, Finally, uh, we are game week. It's ready to go. Another one of our major rivals. Uh, I can't wait. So this is the big game, pregame, Michigan State. Um, before we do everything like usual, here's the uh, housekeeping. Guys, go to YouTube, the Michigan Maniac Podcast YouTube page. Uh, subscribe, like, whatever. Go to the same thing. Go to the uh, social media aspect of it. It, which is the Facebook and Instagram, same name, Michigan Maniacs Podcast. Like, uh, actually, just like it there. You know, I, I put a lot of my memes and uh, news, and I talk to you guys. Also, that is on Instagram, is where you can DM me for questions of the week, the whole Ask Me Anything. Also, uh, if you guys want a free sticker, it's. Uh, Things really starting to catch on, guys. I'm telling you, it's pretty freaking awesome. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, but yeah, no, go to whatever uh, platform will allow you to do it. It's mainly, let's just put it this way, it's mainly iTunes, so Apple Podcasts. Go to even the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook and go ahead and leave a review there. Just hit me up on the DM, give me your full name, uh, what platform you put it on. And I will and your address, and I will send you out a sticker. Uh, it's a crazy world, guys, because even a fucking Ohio State Buckeye fan listens to this show. I think more than just one, but one I actually had a conversation with, right? Timmy, uh, big Tim, uh, Navy guy. Uh, so happy Veterans Day, big fella. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a crazy world. He even he's even getting a sticker. It's absolutely nutty. So fantastic! Uh, I can't wait to start the show. So let's do it, right? So we got uh, uh, Michigan State. What are you gonna say about this fucking team, right? Well, hold on. Before we do that, let's talk about what happened last week, right? The, we have to talk about Penn State, Minnesota, and then. Michigan State, Illinois. (laughs) I don't really care about any of the other games because they make no difference to me. I mean, yeah, Wisconsin-Iowa put put up one hell of a fucking fight. That was actually a really good game to watch. Um, But the the two that I want to talk about, first of all, Minnesota, they're still a joke. I don't care if they did beat Penn State. Uh, It's a much easier thing to do when you're at home and you've played nobody all year long, nobody, and you've got all the hype of the fans at home that get you going, and Penn State 
as we are starting to find out, aren't as good as what everybody tries to make to make them seem they are because it's a TV show and they wanted the number four Penn State to beat Minnesota then go in to play Ohio State and all this fucking baloney, right? It's awful. Penn State's not that good. We just found that out. Um... Offensive line, not good because we dominated them once again because they were getting to uh, – Minnesota was getting to uh, Clifford pretty regularly. Uh, Minnesota's pass defense, pretty solid. But you can't really tell when Clifford doesn't have enough time to pass, so you got to give it, you gotta give uh, all the credit to the defensive line on that one. Uh, Minnesota's very opportunistic, though, defensive-wise, when it comes to their defensive backfield. But run defense, they're awful. They're 100% awful. I mean, I don't, what, five, six runs did Penn State running backs pull off where they weren't even touched for about 30 yards? I mean, it was ridiculous. Minnesota's a joke. The, if I they Now listen, they go into Iowa next week or this week and beat Iowa, okay, maybe I'll change my tune a bit. But you beat Penn State, a limping lion coming in, I mean... When you did you see the beginning of that game where the two coaches are talking to one another? It looked like just a pair of nuts hanging out of the sack. You're like, oh, that's what testicles look like outside of your ball sack. The two bald-headed bastards. I mean, one's a fucking super corny, fucking dumbass white dude, and I'm white, so I can say that. Uh, just a corny ass dude who spits out every goddamn inspirational meme you can think of. If Facebook had a fucking robot walking around just spitting out memes all day, it would be PJ Fleck. And then you've got the biggest fucking no good cheerleader bullshitter in the whole fucking world. If there is somebody who is perfectly matched for LA, that is numbnuts over there at, uh, at a uh, Penn State, what's his name? I don't even know his fucking name. That's how that's how little I care about these coaches and how little respect I have for them. You know the dude that looks like Key and Peel. Uh, awful. They're the two worst. You would think they both coach at Rutgers are such a holes. They're so oh, just awful. I can't stand them. I mean, PJ Fleck. Can you get any more? I'm trying to be your best friend, best friend dad. Like he's a, he's like the stepdad that's trying to fucking be your best friend. I mean, can you run into the locker room and jump into their arms, you fucking weirdo? Oh my god, it's so fucking disgusting. You know what though, guys, that positive and always have such oh such a great thing. I have every inspirational saying that you could ever think of for every situation I'm ever in. He's the first one, and now, my opinion, I'm not saying this is it, I'm not saying this is who he is, but dollars to donuts, I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee you, but dollars to donuts, this is what this dude is. So inspirational, so fucking phony to your face. God forbid you show up two seconds late with this salad. He's going to fucking murder you. I am telling you, that dude is the biggest undercover asshole you'll ever meet in your whole fucking life. 
Nobody is that positive. Nobody outside of people who love Jesus, not that I know of. Christians and Mormons are the only people that are that inspirational. Oh, and recovering alcoholics who have fallen back into religion because they need something to take off their mind of how much they want to drink. Those are the only people who are that fucking inspirational all the fucking time. When you have to say in a fucking interview, and I know I've said this before, if you have to say in the, in the interview, on the field, row the boat to a fucking goddamn fuck, oh, the, the, the field reporter, they don't need to hear your fucking memes, asshole. They're asking you what your team just did at halftime. Fuck off. Don't give them your goddamn inspirational speeches. Tony Robbins detached penis. I just can't fucking stand that dude. I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. And I can't stand his team because of it. Now, maybe I can't judge them properly because I can't stand him. So, therefore, I hate them. I thought, Yeah, they got a good quarterback, Tanner Morgan or whatever his face is. Yeah, he can throw the ball a little bit. He looks good. He looks good. I'm not going to bullshit him, but I want to see what he's going to do at Kinnick. I want to see what he's going to do in Iowa at night, and then I want to see what he can do against Wisconsin. And if they can win those games, then I'll give it up to him. Regardless, they're still going to get bitch slapped against Ohio State in the uh, Big Ten title game, or even us. That's right, guys. I still think we can do it. Because uh, the veil has been lifted on Penn State. We see that there are a bunch of posers. So let's hope to God. Here's our only way in, right? I've thought about this. Now, maybe I'm not 100% right on this because I was fairly gooned up when I thought about it, but we'll give drunken logic a chance here. Now, Penn State lost to Minnesota. We needed that. Penn State needs to lose the next two games for us to have a chance at the Big Ten title game. They need to lose to Indiana, and then they need to lose to Ohio State. One of those is a lock. They're going to lose to fucking Ohio State. Now we just need Indiana to quit being a bunch of posers and fucking jump up and bite them in the ass because that is an absolute trap game. Penn State is going to be already sad because they lost to fucking Minnesota and they got the cheerleader pumping them up. Be like, that's right, we're going to get right against Indiana. We always do Indiana's a chump. Rah, rah, piss, boom, bah, whatever the fuck that guy does. And then we're going to go on to Ohio State. We're going to ruin some fucking, you know, we're still going to go to the Big Ten title game and we'll see Minnesota again. I can almost guarantee you that's what that bald douche is fucking telling his team right now. Well, it's not going to work because they're going to fucking look past Indiana. Indiana's going to bite them right in the ass, and then they're going to get clobbered by Ohio State because by that time, they're going to have no heart left, and they're going to get fucking raped, like just jail raped by Ohio State. All right? So with that being said, if they lose the next two games, we have a chance. All that means is that we've got to win out. We've got to beat Michigan State. We got to beat Indiana, and we have to beat Ohio State. We do that, and then we get a chance to absolutely slap the taste right out of PJ Flex's mouth, and we get to make TJ or Tanner Morgan our girlfriend. Our defensive line is going to abuse Tanner Morgan in ways that you're going to have to pixelate, just like Japanese porn. 
It's going to be embarrassing what we're going to do to Tanner Morgan if we ever get a chance to get there. If we don't do it, Ohio State's definitely going to do it. You think Ohio State's going to leave a chance that the fucking fighting P.J. Flex row the fucking boat is ever going to go up against fucking uh, no rules you? I pay, I pay my way out of any problem we got. University? Fuck that. Those dirty motherfuckers at Ohio State are definitely going to fuck around with that. I'll tell you that right now. That's not going to happen. So the fighting PJ Flex better get ready because their their bunghole size is going to be the same as their hat size with the at the Big Ten title game. Just so you guys know. Now, Michigan State uh, in uh, Illinois was quite comical. <laughs> it was so great. They did such a great Michigan State thing. They go out and they look fantastic. I think they're up 31-14 maybe uh, going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> they might even been up 34-14. And then they completely and utterly shit the bed. <laughs> and Illinois comes out and scores 27 points in the fucking fourth quarter to win. A last, what, Second, not even the last second pass, but a good like five seconds left in the game. Brandon Peters passes it, a beautiful strike, by the way, to a kid in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois wins. Uh, I, st- I watched some of this game. I didn't watch all of it because I had to work a certain portion of the day. But um, I sometimes ponder what life would be like if we had Brandon Peters. If he would have, I think Brandon Peters got a bad rap at Michigan, first of all. And then two, he's not the strongest uh, personality from what I've heard, from what I've read. Even now at Illinois, he's one of those silent, strong, silent types. You know, the leader that doesn't say much but speaks a lot out on the field. You know, that kind of thing. Um, I... I think that personality can't really exist at Michigan with a Shea Patterson, with a Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton. Uh, I think if you don't step up and say something, you get lost in that mix. And I think that was more of what happened to Brandon Peters and why he fell down the depth chart. Also, there was always rumors that he was homesick. That seems to be the big one for a lot of these kids is homesickness. So I think he didn't like being that far away from home. Illinois is a half hour away from where he lives or something like that, very close. So um, I I would assume him not being very vocal and being kind of homesick led to him leaving. But I wonder, would we be 7-2? and two? Would he have made a difference in that Wisconsin game? Would he have made a difference in that Penn State game? Would he have made a difference in the Army game or the Midwest, the Middle Tennessee State game? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fun to ponder every once in a while. Like the girlfriend that left, could your life, or boyfriend. I mean, I know there are ladies out there that listen. Uh, you know, or hell, even gay dudes, lesbians, who cares? Whoever the hell, wherever you want to put your privates, God bless you, put them wherever you want. But whoever you miss, that's who you miss. And you wonder sometimes, well, what the fuck? What made it, What could have happened with this person? What could have not happened? Could I have been a happier person with this person? Hey, it's kind of fun to ponder every once in a while. I don't know. 
I I definitely don't know what we would what we'd have with Brandon Peters right now. Um, I know he could throw the ball further. I know that much. When he throws that ball 47, 47 yards in the air, the the running back can run under it. When Shea does it, the running back has to come back for it. So just on arm strength alone, I would much prefer Brandon Peters, to be quite honest with you. I was a fan when I saw Brandon Peters when they actually had spring games at Michigan and they televised them. I watched Brandon Peters out-duel uh, Spate. So I was a brand, Brandon Peters fan from the get from 2017. 100% fan of Brandon Peters and I'm glad he's doing well and I wish him the best of luck. I really hope if this is his last year, which I believe it is I hope that he some NFL team takes a fucking chance on him because he is he's going to be good he's tough, he can make good throws, he doesn't panic like what we've seen with our boy fumbles um, I just, I think we'd be, I I. I think we still lose that that Wisconsin game only because the defense wasn't ready yet. The defense hadn't really uh, solidified itself or whatever you want to say. Well, I don't know. Because if we don't lose that fumble, I don't know, man. Maybe, fuck. This is why it's crazy to always what if. The what if game is never great. It just isn't. It's not great. Who thinks, uh, fuck. Yeah, I, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, yeah, I think we'd be better with Brandon Peters. I'm just going to say it. I know I had a conversation with some guy over the online the other day, and he made a good point that lesser talent at Illinois, no, not as much pressure. He looks better. I get that. That's a very smart, very... Uh, it's a good argument. I get it. I appreciate it. But fuck it, man. We needed somebody to make big fucking plays, and I'm telling you, I think... Speed and space would be more of a thing right now if we had Brandon Peters. He has the mobility. He has the arm strength, the fucking intelligence. I think he can fucking do it. And look what he's doing with Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt over there in fucking Illinois. Number nine. That dude is fucking doing a great job. And he that's only one wide receiver. They have a pretty good running game, by the way. Uh, Illinois has got two really good running backs. So he would have that here at Michigan. And he'd have a fucking stable of great wide receivers over here. I think we'd beat. I think we beat Wisconsin because I think we crush Middle Tennessee State. I think we beat beat Army. It's always going to be ugly with Army, obvious. But I think we beat Army in an easier fashion. And then we fucking go in there with some confidence against Wisconsin, and we fuck, I think we beat them. I think we're undefeated right now. I really do if we had Brandon Peters. I only say it because fuck it, why not, right? What, what, I can't go back in the future or whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, we're going to be, we're, we'd be in a better spot. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not right now with Brandon Peters. So we got fucked. And by the way, that was Harbaugh's first guy. That would have been his first real quarterback that he recruited, brought in, all that shit. Brandon Peters would have been him. 
anyways, we're almost 20 minutes into this motherfucker. Let's go and get to the uh, Michigan State. Now, a couple things worry about me. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, can I say there is a podcast out there that's annoying? And I listen to it because I listen to all Michigan podcasts because I love our team. And maybe I think my own point of view isn't always the right one. So I kind of like to see other points of view. Most of the time, they're lame and cookie cutter. And none of them really say anything. And God forbid they should all try and do comedy. It's the worst fucking attempt ever. I mean, in every single one, just awful with the comedy. Uh, two, 24-7, pretty good show. They don't really go for the comedy, which I appreciate. But the others, woof, stinky. Uh, but there's one that should be uh, locked on Buckeyes. I mean, for fuck's sake, this dude is in love with two schools. One, Penn State. Loves him. This guy can't stop talking about Penn State. Also, can you notice that he's never said a bad thing about Ohio State ever? Ever! He might as well change right now. I know he went to Michigan, and I'm sure he likes us like a friend, but uh, he might be in love with uh, Ohio State. Just saying. Okay, Michigan State. One thing that worries me about Michigan State is that they've had quite an emotional week so far. Cassius Winston's brother was uh, taken from this world, unfortunately, which is, I can't even imagine how sad that is. I just can't. I have four brothers of my own. Um, they're, they all mean something to me. I couldn't even imagine having someone that you're that close to taken from you. So that's 100% sad. And I really do. My, my thoughts and prayers and hopes and all that kind of stuff goes to Cassius Winston and I hope he he can deal with it and because I don't think he ever move on but I think he I hope I wish him acceptance and peace is what I hope for him and fuck it I hope he has a great fucking year man I really do uh god bless that kid and then two what was I gonna say there was another fucking thing that they had oh Charles Rogers died go figure that right that kid was unbelievable in Michigan. Went to the NFL and stunk it out some fierce. But he's dead. Crazy at 38. Don't know. I would assume drugs, but I'm not sure. Could have been anything at this point in this world. It's fucking nutso out there. But uh, So they're going to be emotional, maybe. I don't know what D'Antonio thinks or how he feels about those two people. Because D'Antonio, to me, is uh, an emotional, emotional-less robot weirdo. Um... So they might, they're, they're going to be riding an emotional high. They are devastated by injury. And uh, um, I think, what's his face? Joe, Joe Bocci was completely just kicked off the team because of uh, steroid use. Oh, shocker in college football. Steroid use. Ooh, whoa, whoa, things ever. I can't even believe that. That's shocking to me. But, you know, what are you going to do? Another fucking loss that Darrell Stewart Johnson. Dude, that's. I mean, Darrell Stewart Jr. Johnson. What am I thinking? He's out too. That's their only wide receiver. That's it. They've got some other cat. Um, something white. Cody White, I think his name is maybe. Yeah, number seven. I mean, he's good. He's got 37 receptions for 527 yards receiving and two touchdowns. But last time I checked, they have Brian Lewerke back there. He's He stinks. He's awful, but he's decent on his feet. They're not if we if we do not put our head firmly up our own ass in this, we are going to fucking destroy this team. 
right? They're going to come out and they're going to be fucking feisty and ready to go for like the first quarter because of all the emotional shit going on. But they have nobody on defense. Nobody. You know what they they're ranked now ranked now listen, they're they're ranked seventeenth in the nation in total defense. But their pass is sixtieth. They're sixtieth in pass defense and thirteenth in rush. We've got a three headed monster right now in that rush. Our defensive our, I mean our offensive lines never look better. I think we can get him on the run. I really do, because we can hit him with three different styles of running. Uh, we can loosen them up. But this is going to be another one of those where we're going to have to fucking hope Shea Patterson fucking throws the ball. with. Andy. We need second half Penn State Shea Patterson more than ever right now. So, yeah, we need to roll him out, have him throw to the tight end on a couple drags and maybe uh, hit a guy in the in the second level, throw that one pass we always have every game to Nico Collins about 40 yards downfield, you know, all that shit. We need that. So that's going to loosen up the run. And then we just start beating them up with the run, and we'll be fine. And then we can do play action, we can do everything. But we play into their hands because they are – 13th in rush defense, 17th overall. Now we're going to play right into their hands if we try to run the ball right down their throat right away. Let's throw the ball, get them loosened up, and then start just picking at them, just kicking their ass. A lot how uh, Ohio State did it to them. And they're a good defense. Michigan State's a good defense. They've got that fucking, uh, what's his nuts, Raekwon Williams. Yeah, that dude's badass. And then you got Kenny Wilkes, that kid. That kid was our version of uh, of uh, Chase Winovich last year. I mean, the kid never stops. Crazy motor, smart kid, uh, athletic, uh, good, good defensive player. But they have no one in the defensive backfield. No one. They don't even know who they have. That's how bad these guys are. They have no one. So just start beating them up with the pass. Uh, Eubanks, uh, McCune, loosen them up. Hit fucking, like I said, Nico. Pass to set up the run. Run the set of play action. And we'll fucking kill this team like we beat up on Notre Dame. I mean, I'm looking at a 45 to 7, 45 maybe to 14, depending on how we come out and play, type of win here. We need to set the tone. Kick them. I mean, kick them Every fucking chance we get. I hate this team. I Actually, you know what? I hate Ohio State as a team more than I hate Michigan State. But I hate the Michigan State fan base more than I hate Ohio State. Because I actually have some really good friends who are Ohio State guys. Um, but Michigan State, I have one guy I like. But they are the most... Oh, they're just they are little brother in every way shape and form they're just the but if little brother was adopted and beaten you know what i mean like no one likes this fucking kid he's awful that's the little brother these for this fan base is so that fuck this team i can't i hope we fucking beat the piss out of them i just i hope it's embarrassing i want us if anything i want us to do like what ohio state does to teams i want us to fucking put 70 80 on this team if we can i want petty jim to get so angry and just put it on d'antonio that they fired d'antonio on the bus ride home that's what I want. I want such a beatdown that and that D'Antonio, it's like they treat him like uh, what's-his-nuts from uh, USC. 
Oh, damn it. I can't, <laughs> can't, well, fuck that example. I can't remember the goddamn dude's name. Anyways, um, yeah, dude, I just, I want to fucking just throw it on him. Just smack him around. This, this is, a, this is, a, yeah, the, they got to call this for domestic violence. How bad I want to beat up on my on Miss on Michigan State. I mean, they have nothing that we should respect. Nothing, not one thing. They don't have a run game. Lewerke's decent, I guess. I mean, he can run with his with his feet, not his hands, apparently, because that's where I was going with that for some reason. And he can throw the ball, I guess. I mean, yeah, if we put our head up our ass, we could lose this game. But I mean, I guess that goes without saying for any game, right? I mean. We should, it's not even close. Like, if Shea just doesn't revert back to who he was and stays where he's at right now, we should win pretty easily. We beat them, we have them at wide receiver. They only have one, and he's out. They have a, a mediocre first guy now. I mean, we have at least three or four good options at the wide receiver spot. Tight end. Who's their tight end? I don't even know if they throw to that dude. He could be a cheerleader for all we know, but we've got two good wide. We got two good tight ends. We the offensive lines are comparable, but ours is better. I mean, you know, it's like a a Hyundai and then like the Genesis. I mean, yeah, we're just better. All right, comparable in some ways. Like we both have four wheels, but yeah, we're just better. Um, running game better. I mean, Connor Hayward. I don't even think he's playing. I think he's hurt. So they got nobody running the ball. They got Lewerke, who had, what, 90, what, not even 94 yards last year. That was total that we gave him last year. I mean, if we can hold him to 75 total yards this year, I think that would be fantastic. And I think it's quite doable. I think 75 total yards is something that we can absolutely do. Because if we can hold Penn State to only 80 total yards in the second half of that game, and 53 of them, by the way, came off of one fucking pass play, we start, we do that, take away the one pass play. What are they going to do for four fucking quarters? We don't have John O'Corn anymore, right? We, I mean, we got John O'Corn 2.0, but he's not as bad as O'Corn. O'Corn can hold on to the ball, throwing it or running it. Didn't matter what the fuck that kid did. He was awful beyond belief. He should have been a Michigan State All-Star with how fucking awful he was. So, yeah, let's just go out there, fucking put a beat down on him, and then go home and get rid of it. Like, And then start focusing on beating up Indiana. Because that's going to be the true mark to me, right? The, in the next couple games, this is really what I'm looking for. I want Michigan to handle fucking business. I want them to go in and, like I said, smack around fucking Michigan State like, it, like they deserve it. You know? Beat them up. Take them out. Rawhide. Then we go, and then we take care of business against Indiana. Like every great team would. If you're a good team that deserves to be in the Big Ten title game or even in the playoff, you don't fuck around with Indiana. I don't care if they're in Bloomington. You don't fuck around with Indiana. You put 55 points on Indiana, and you hold them to 10. That's what you do. You want to be taken seriously in the fucking college football world? You want to be taken... then. Get rid of your light work when you need to get rid of your light work and show the fuck up in big games. That's what you do. So if we do that, we take care of business against Michigan State and then we smack around Indiana, then I am going to be even more convinced that we're going to beat Ohio State.
We're not losing to Ohio State. I don't give a shit. We're not losing to Ohio State. Not doing it. But I'll feel a lot better if we take care of business in the next two weeks appropriately. Not eke out any type of win. I don't want to go into overtime. I don't want to do any of that shit. And I don't want any fucking excuses. I don't want, well, it was a look-ahead game. It was a trap thing. It was, hey, they're our rival. Fuck off. We're much better than these two teams, and we need to fucking finally show it. This is where championship teams make their fucking, that's where they pay their bills, right? That's where they make their money. That's where they keep going forward. Every other lame fucking metaphor I can come up with, because I'm a much cooler PJ Fleck. I say this shit. You know what? That's the thing that probably pisses me off about PJ Fleck the most, is I know I've said that. I've I've said not row the boat because I'm not a fucking idiot, but I've said other inspirational shit to my kid when I know that he's down and he needs to get focused and he needs to do grown man shit because that's what he's doing in the Navy. Grown man shit. But you know what I don't do? I don't go on Facebook at every chance I fucking get and talk about how I talk. Hey, I had this inspirational quote. Hey, row the boat, everybody. I just, you know, I love my kid and row the boat, son. You can do it. And hey, lift that mountain and all you can jump through the sky and all this fucking horse shit. I don't do any of that because those are conversations I have with just my son. Because those are meant to be inspirational things for him. Not just so I can prove to the world that I'm being inspirational. Most of the time, if you ask anybody else who really knows me, they think I'm a fucking asshole, more than likely, or I'm just a raving douche. They don't realize how much love and fucking admiration that I have for people or that I can and I can be inspirational at the same time. People don't get that. Because I don't go advertising it like PJ fucking Flack. Ugh, he's such a corny ass fucking dude. He makes us white dudes look awful. So anyways, guys, I want to get off this, get off the rant. We should kick their fucking ass this week. There should be no fucking reason why Michigan State even should be in this game. And as if you listened to last week or this, the re, uh, whatever, the, ah, sorry, I got to calm down. Um. I went ahead and I, I put out the uh, RIP little brother. Uh, episode last or this last week and I broke down why little brother is little brother why they should always be little brother and if we don't make any fucking mistakes they can't exist so since we're back on track with that um, they shouldn't exist and it's exactly what I've been saying if Michigan doesn't shoot themselves in the foot Michigan State simply cannot compete they're four and five this season they were fucking worse last year come on guys it's proof. It's truth. That's the way it goes. So if we don't shove our head up our ass and we get this win at home against Michigan State, which is one of the two fucking teams that has beaten us at home, because I if I think Harbaugh has four losses at home through his four or well yeah four years now because the fifth year is incomplete, and both of them all four losses are to two teams, Michigan State, Ohio State. This is a chance to correct that wrong right on the and just get us back or not back, but keep us on the right path. All right, guys, I always say this and I do believe it. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is fucking great. I love it. Um, I love it. And I love these guys. I love this team. I know I bust their nuts, but it's all in comedy. It's all in fun. But oof, they can piss me off. But it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.